Good morning, everyone. This is Tom reporting in for Heavy Hole Podcast. Big Will is not here right now. He was unable to record an intro and outro for this. Some kind of scheduling conflict came up. I don't know. It's fine, though. I'm here. I'm recording it. This is my new sound booth. What do you think? Room tone, right? Almost nothing. Dry as a bone. But anyway, I hope you're all doing well. I'm down in Savannah, Georgia. Just had this Hurricane Idalia come through and knock out my power for a couple days. Not so bad. The power going out gives you some quality reading time during the day, some thinking time at night. Uh, wolves in the throne room-esque candle opportunities. I didn't do that, though. I have flashlights. But, you know, if you wanted to. Anyway, Big Will's recorded an interview with the Philly band Charcuterie. What a strong name. And also, how is this name still available? How has this not already been taken up by the thousands of metal bands looking for names every day? Charcuterie. Oh, French meats. Sliced up flesh. Perfect. All right, let's check out the interview now. I'll be back with a recommendation in a bit. from Heavy Hole Podcast, and I'm here with Justin and Jordan from Philadelphia-based score grind band Charcuterie, if I pronounce that right this time. Yes. yes. Yeah, that's it. Okay, it's a French word. We have a history of that on the podcast. I try my best. Shout out to our French listeners. Um, <laughs> Justin and Jordan, thank you very much for making the time. All kidding aside, I appreciate you guys, man. Welcome. Yeah, to thank you for having us. Yeah, appreciate the invite. Of course, man. Um, yeah, you guys have been making some noise around the gore grind and associated scene the last few years. You had a, a number of releases tr- uh, and, and grind tradition, mostly split uh, EPs. Um, but before we get into all that, I always go take it back. And um, since we got two members like I do, I'm just going to get a little bit of each of your side of the story about growing up and getting into things, just like I said. And then we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see where you meet in the middle and form the band. So starting with Justin... Uh, my, my lead off question always is, are you from a musical family, any musicians in your family or people that steered you toward hard rock and heavy metal music uh, along the way? Uh, yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so my dad was a bassist, is a bassist and, uh, he, uh, used to be in a band. It's kind of like garage rock, uh, sort of like grungy punk type stuff, um, called a slee stack which is like the lizard people from fucking land of the lost. Um, But he got me into like, he was always a huge like hair metal glam metal guy. So I grew up listening to a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, A lot of kiss. And uh, eventually he got me into tool. um, A perfect circle bands like that. Genty, you know, like prog stuff and, that was what I listened to for a really long time. Um, I didn't get start getting into like like metal and and grind and stuff until um, until I got out of high school, which was like eight years ago or so now. And uh, 
yeah yeah that's that's kind of my yeah so to answer your question my dad uh, ah. is a musician <laughs> is a bassist <laughs> okay and so it sounds like your dad's into some heavy music but um uh for you for you personally when you start getting into like the extreme music the underground sort of music what's his reaction to that and what does he think uh of your band now <laughs> so um he he always uh kind of struck me as one like the heaviest he ever got was like like serious um what's it called? what's serious xm right serious xm like deathcore type shit that they would play on that uh on satellite radio that's like kind of the heaviest stuff he ever got into and um he always like whenever i would try and show him something a little more extreme he'd always be like well like i appreciate the instrumentation like and the musicality but like i he like can't get over the vocals basically he thinks like death growls and um like heavier heavier vocal effects and stuff especially gore grind um like he thinks it's he, he can't wrap his mind around it i don't think so so he like whenever i show him charcuterie stuff like he he's like oh you know you guys are talented but like I, he's like can't get over the fucking vocals <laughs> so yeah i was gonna say if he doesn't like death metal vocals what do you think about pitch shifter stuff mm -hmm. oh man um okay so and when when did things specifically turn gore grind for you or does that have something to do with the inception of the band uh i was listening to gore grind for like maybe a few may, like a few years i think before we started playing gore uh i think probably only like a year because you you came into like gore grind i think much later yeah i think you kind of like found like regurgitated jordan jordan showed me Dahmer in like the fucking eighth grade or something and i was not ready it was yeah it was like freshman year at that point she was showing me like skinless and Dahmer and that kind of thing and um i think he was finding these bands on like 4chan and shit like that <laughs> and uh so but i couldn't i couldn't get into it at that point in my life i was still just like listening to tool 24 7 um <clears throat> and then i started to, started to listen to gore grind probably probably like seven seven-ish years ago and it started with like carcass and like impetigo um and then shortly after i got into those bands we started charcuterie because we were we were fucking around with some other stuff um we had like a black metal project that involved that evolved into like we we, we like recorded one track that evolved into we were trying to play like brashy proggy death type stuff because i think i was getting into voivod or something i think i think it had a combination <laughs> of like like kind of voivod kind of like sabbath yeah kind of yeah. like early black metal early black thrash vibes but right. like occasionally weird time signature stuff right and then that never really i don't think we recorded anything like when we were playing that kind no. of stuff. um and then and we were like, let's fucking play Gore Grind. We were both really into it. Um, and yeah, and that's how Charcuterie got started. Like fucking five, four or five years ago. I don't know. All right. So so before we get too far into the band, Jordan, give me a little bit of the similar story. Uh, family background with music. Anyone gets you into hard rock and heavy metal along the way? uh yeah my family is not super musical at least like 
my parents weren't my my grandfather was a very talented like pianist and could play all sorts of stuff but um was way into like classical and that kind of thing so like took basically none of that kind of musical knowledge with me along the way um but he kind of pushed me to uh like you should play an instrument you should learn how to play an instrument and finally like I guess I decided hey guitar sounds like I could be cool and play this instrument and not play piano and play classical all the time um and I think a, a lot of my musical background actually comes from like my dad growing up would uh he like would torrent music before I think LimeWire was even around <laughs> like he had some weird like back alley torrent program that like looking back it's maybe a virus kind of thing um but I remember using that to download all sorts of stuff and he he had like bitten really into like system of a down during that era and like uh I remember really fondly um being like four years old and my mom giving me the phone and my dad being like yeah I'm at Ozfest and system of a down is playing and like I thought it was the coolest thing ever <laughs> um but he he never really got into like anything much heavier than like i don't know disturbed now he listens to ska so i, I don't know that i <laughs> does he like 311 he oh he loves he's 311 a he's a, a big slightly stupid fan <laughs> um but it, you know it, it kind of left an imprint on me that like oh man hard rock very cool and then like bought me guitar hero as a kid and i remember like thinking raining blood by slayer was the heaviest and coolest thing i've ever heard um so like finding a bunch of slayer tunes and being like oh man that album rain and blood is crazy and i was like 10 <laughs> all right well that's that's something i want to ask you because <clears throat> um charcuterie is like a very it's a gore grind band and 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 we'll get into that but um both you guys coming from families where somewhat heavier music, more raw music. You know, um, Justin, you said your dad played in kind of a grungy, like funkish, like type of band, and you yeah. know, Jordan, your dad's listening to System of a Down. I'm from a different generation. I'm a little older than you guys. Um, I'm from the generation that was listening to System of a Down. But uh, uh, what what I'm getting at with that is, do you feel like growing up? in a household where heavy music was somewhat accepted maybe you were maybe primed on it so to speak like do you are you conscious of that do you feel like that maybe oh like allowed you or steered you towards much heavier music like death metal and gore grind at a young age do you are like are you conscious of that having any effect on your own musical path uh i think like being exposed to like a lot of metallica at a young age kind of was like it I was like six and like way into Limp Biscuit and that kind of stuff. So it was like when I started getting into way heavier stuff, it didn't feel like I was making this huge transformation, but just like expanding on like things that were already kind of set into like, oh, this is what music is, you know? Um, and just kind of pushing the boundaries of like, okay, that's heavy. What's heavier than that? And like, what's gonna blow my mind next? Um, I don't know about you, Justin. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> um, definitely, uh, yeah, definitely my dad had an influence on me. I kind of grew up 
like listening to his his band's recordings and uh they had uh they had an ep i'm trying to remember what it was called it's like something about excessive volume and the the album art was like this guy with like earbuds in but his like the whole side of his head was like blown apart and it's like you know like very gory and it's like shooting blood off <laughs> it's like so my dad always had these like i i really think he was more influential in like showing me gory movies mm. um and stuff and, and imagery from a young age because he didn't like coddle me in that way like you know i was allowed to watch like alien and predator and shit like that i saw them like a million times growing up so i was like very into gory imagery from a young age more so than i was like extreme and heavy forms of music um it took me a little while to come around to listening to like heavy stuff honestly um like i said i didn't start getting into like true like proper metal like until about eight years ago like right after i got out of high school maybe i was like dabbling with some like metal adjacent stuff um and like i said i listened to tool a ton growing up in system as well but um you know not not like uh metal like i'm into now so i don't like a switch flipped for me um <laughs> uh, my dad was never really into that kind of stuff so it just clicked for me one day where it hadn't before yeah that's what i would say okay fair enough man i just wanted to uh get into that a little bit so now the other thing and i hope you guys don't mind if i just ask you a few kind of like generational takes on gore grind because i like i just find it interesting when i interact with people from a slightly different generation but we meet in the middle on music um and, the, and so the other question i have relating to that is you guys are from a generation that grew up on social media on uh, much wider and faster internet access than i had uh when i was in high school rotten.com <laughs> yep, yep. the state of the art for gore grind <laughs> cassette demo covers and r.i.p that nature um so i i think you guys are a little bit younger so you grew up like when things were a little bit more accessible than that so yeah. when 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 you when we're talking about gore grind uh i just wanted to get like you may you got into it a little bit about your you know your dad uh um exposing you to horror movies and stuff but I don't know if you guys are conscious of it and just want to speak to that, how your generation is more exposed with internet access at a younger age to different types of extremity. Um, <laughs> and, and we'll just leave it at there because we all know what we're talking about. It's uh, it's, kind of, it's kind of funny you mentioned Rotten.com. I just bought uh, from Rectal Purulence. They did a drop of shirts. That's, That's shirt, just yeah. the Rotten.com so logo cool. and stuff. Um, it's cold. I definitely remember my dad talking about like rotten.com when I was way <laughs> too young to know what that was. And then like finding 4chan and like, yeah, discovering the depths of like what is out there. Um, I'm trying uh, to think where I saw, where I saw most of the shit. I would find a lot of it on Reddit. Yeah, Reddit used to be like less heavily moderated and, uh, and I would go on like four subreddits, like r slash watch people die. Yeah, like the, six years ago before yeah, they cleansed the entire Yeah, side. and now you would just, you would see like cartel videos, stuff like that. So I've seen a lot of shit that way. Um, yeah, if I, I went on 4chan and all the, all the fucking shock websites, the gauntlet, ran the gauntlet <laughs> and all that bullshit. <laughs> uh, as far as music, though, I think a, a huge portion of like how I got into like specifically very fast, like grind and power violence, especially was like, 
I found blogspot sites that I guess floated around through like 4chan way back when when I was browsing like uh, different forums on there and it, they would come up and it was like okay this blog is posting like three times a week and it's all just different like hardcore and uh, like grind and power violence albums and I would just download like as much of that as I could um, and so I just had access to like full albums of stuff within seconds and just like in high school would like download I remember walking around with my iPod just full of that kind of stuff <laughs> yeah and he would try and show it to me and I was like Jordan this shit sucks <laughs> <laughs> but now I yeah. tried so hard to get you into like now Kodar like, and now like Dahmer is one of my favorite bands but he tried to show me Dahmer when I was like 12 or 13 and I was like what the fuck is this you know um yeah i um yeah it's just interesting to me because you know death metal is one thing and there are a lot of death metal bands that use real gore and things like that on their album covers yeah. but war grind it's almost like a um a prerequisite a prerequisite of the of the genre you know it's a prerequisite mm -hmm. i should say of the yeah. genre um it, it's like and when you get into gore grind and you start looking at bands like regurgitate dom or all these like you end up exposed whether you like it or not to the, a lot of these like gore images. we've talked about it on the podcast before when i had adam uh, of you know of anal birth on and and some other people we've talked to about it so i just wanted to get like a feel for what it was like for you guys you know um like like we said you know being a, being from the generation where you could see cartel videos and all this sort of thing um very accessible with Gore Grind, I always looked at it, if I had to justify it, not that I owe anyone explanation what I listen to, but if I had to justify <laughs> Grind as art, which it is, uh, there's that kind of, it sounds almost cliche, but it's true that it's reflecting a part of real life. And the fact oh, that you're using real Gore imagery, you can't really refute that. Whether or not it should be celebrated and put on a CD is a whole debate for another um, uh, time. But I, I just wanted to get your guys like, uh, insight in, into that and, and into how you feel that applies to your band and to gore grind um and 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 how you see the the use of real gore uh in in gore grind is is it re a requirement of the genre is it is it deeper than just shock value i don't think it's a requirement i think i mean look at bands i mean sure impetigo has uh the faceless ep but like the rest of their stuff is not their artwork is not real gore. It's just like kind of almost crudely drawn, like violent acts. So it doesn't necessarily have to be like the realist of gore, but I think it's it's part of the same shock value that gets you into the genre in the first place is how truly far can we push the limit of like what is an artistic interpretation of music like how can we stretch the limits of what we consider listenable sounds and lit uh consumable art uh before it's just like absolutely over the line um so i think it's not required but definitely helps to kind of embrace the audience for like what it is that they're about to listen to as well um I, I know for me like the first time i ever saw a real gore album art was um there's a power violence band called mangle from the uk and like two of their releases were just like one was just like somebody with their head 
split open and brains spilling out and like black and white photo and I remember seeing that and being like I need to listen to this right now like I need to know what this art uh is hiding in terms of music um like it, it has to be something just so crazy and extreme that I need this in my ears at this moment yeah I mean I, I feel the same I I don't think uh I don't think gore is a requirement uh for labeling something gore grind um I I think like you know pitch shifted vocals and and uh and fucking death metal wrists and 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 like grind drumming is like like all you really need you know <laughs> um i don't think you need to like put dead people on your on your cover art uh so to speak but like at the same time like while it's not strictly necessary i think that it does serve a, a like serve a higher function than pure shock like you said i do think that it uh you know uh what's the word i'm looking for that like I do think it represents something um, <clears throat> deeper than that, if you want to say like deeper, but, <laughs> you know, I don't think that there's anything wrong with superficial stuff either. Like, uh, I don't think that smacking like gory imagery on to, uh, you know, cover art that, you know, uh, is otherwise low effort is wrong either. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I think that, uh, you know, we're like part of like, expressing yourself artistically is like not limiting yourself and um and you should be free to use whatever kind of imagery that you like in my opinion and so like for me arguments that using real gore is exploitative and stuff because i've heard it like you know a million times um for me those arguments just like miss the point um in some sense or they're like like pearl clutching um and 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 like trying to morally high road you because no none of these people can like that that would argue this can really into or like explain what the downside is you know that's how i feel anyway you know what i mean like um pissgrave in recent memory caught a lot of shit for their uh their the album art on their most recent album and the first one and i just think it's like i don't know i think it's really uh it feels surface level <laughs> to be like this is yeah this is it's so like, gross and how dare you but it's like did it's you like clearly you're not thinking yeah critically if that is what you're arguing when you look at this stuff that's my that's my take on it anyway um fair enough man i and i i have my own inner conflict about um the use of real gore on on uh things i've appeared in or or um uh, albums I've appeared on and things like that, man. Because I kind of, I it's I, I kind of see both sides, I guess. Um, but I, I also am, I'm very anti censorship. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and uh, you know, I I feel like I kind of get where people are coming from sometimes. I mean, I grew up, you know, with the guy who does anal birth. Uh, yeah. I, I I don't know, man. I sometimes I feel like I see, uh, you know, more um, more facets to the to the person than than um the people who are offended by the artwork and there's Definitely. something very, very punk about it. Um, there's something punk in terms of mindset and ideal, you know? Um, yeah, I totally agree. So, all right, man. So with charcuterie, I got to ask now let's let, let's um, 
let, let's get into the band a little bit more. And, 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 you know, we, I appreciate you guys bearing with me for the, the philosophical discussion we just had. I appreciate oh, I love it. <laughs> but, um, the band itself, where do you, the name charcuterie, it's, uh, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's a French word. It has to do with the, uh, displaying of cured meats and other things. Yeah. I want to know about that. Cause it obviously there it's gore. It is totally gore grind. <laughs> It's so gore grind when you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> big spreads I've seen at people's weddings and things like that. And it's so right? cool. And, and I, uh, so here's the thing. I'm not a vegan or a vegetarian. I res I respect it. They went shout out to our listeners who are uh, of that persuasion. Maybe one day, I don't know. I wanted to ask you guys, if either of you are from that lifestyle, if that has anything to do with the band name, because from, from a vegan or vegetarian perspective, charcuterie is the most gore grind thing ever. We we are not vegan. We love cured meat. Yeah, so that's why more than anything, it comes from like us going on a camping trip and like just yeah. eating so much cured meat. And yeah, like we had the what, what the fuck are they called? Lawn Jaegers, which are these like little smoked sausages. They're, they're like cured uh, sausages. They're basically like a high quality slim jim. Yeah, and they're so fucking good. And uh, we were eating a bunch of them at the time that we that we named the band. <laughs> Um, I think, uh, and Justin, I think, can back me up a little more, but I think, at least in part, we took inspiration from bands like Parfumery or Patisserie. And Patisserie as well. Um, like, like these kind of innocuous French words, I thought that they sounded really, really cool in the context of Gorgrind. So we definitely drew heavily from those two bands in particular, like you just said, Parfumery and Patisserie. And um so yeah, that that that's kind of where the inspiration came from. And then, like you said, it's like a very gory concept in itself, and so that's kind of what what uh, what we were thinking about too. Sick. All right, I like it, man. Um, and you guys started the band only what two uh, two thousand nineteen? You you put out your yeah. uh, two thousand eighteen. We started it in eighteen. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then we hadn't released it. Yeah, it started like late twenty eighteen. We had then... been uh, like playing like covers of tool songs in his parents basement for like four years yeah, prior like really and like we said we we had a brief stint where we were like trying to do like weird black thrash stuff and none of those really panned out until we just kind of decided all right we're gonna try and write or at least record something in its entirety and like see what comes of it um, yeah and i think we did the first ep in one in one sitting on an iPhone, and uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, man. And um, I, let's talk about because we 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 talk about gear on the show, and Gore Grind has its own gear uh, culture. Um, as you guys have immortalized on one of your T-shirts, <laughs> that I was very happy you 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 made available in four X uh, when I when we we played together in Philly recently, man. Um. Can we talk about the pitch shifter, the different vocal effects? Did it start with a pitch shifter? I know sometimes there's other studio tricks that go on. Um, or, or, or you know, did you have a different pedal? Let's, let's get into the history of the, the vocal effects used in this band. So the first time that we pitch shifted vocals, we actually did it um, in software. So we had recorded yeah. all of the instrumentals as demos straight to phone like uh just voice memo <laughs> yeah like through the voice memo and um just imported them onto my computer i think 
and took a bunch of cough syrup in my parents' basement and recorded vocals that turned out like shit and then I had to re-record them. But um, (laughs) we we used like, uh, we used like the the transpose in um, like, pre-sonus or I yeah think that was in we just pitched, yeah we pitched it down like after the fact we didn't have a pedal at that time and uh I don't remember when the pedal came into play the vocal 300 but originally we were just uh p- pitching it down in the software you know well, by like eight semitones or whatever the fuck we would we didn't use. have to uh play shows when we first started so we and didn't we, have to <laughs> worry about like okay, how do we bring this to a live setting? Yeah. And I remember uh, thinking like, all right, I know what people use to pitch shift usually is like the Vocal 300 or uh, a lot of people use the Digitech Whammy. Um, and I was broke. I didn't have the money for that at the time. Uh, so I looked into like, okay, what else is a pitch shifter that I can purchase right now on like reverb and just have to me and then when we play shows i'll figure out how to hook this whole thing up and i bought um which apparently now is very hard uh pedal to find and it's like four times as much as when i bought it but the uh behringer us 600 or something it's the little silver one you have it's the the like tealish green oh oh, yeah yeah um and that just it's a guitar like harmonizer pedal with a pitch shift option and it doesn't have an xlr input so you have to convert like your cable to actually use it and then on top of that i remember thinking like okay pitch shifting is cool what else are people doing to get this really crazy watery stuff we wanted like real water vocals uh so i picked up a digitech phaser like an x phase or whatever it is um and that's the like silvery one and uh just chained those together and i think we tried messing with that for live for a while i think coagulative necrosis uses that exact setup which i didn't find out until much later that's awesome um but it sounds great for them Mm -hmm. uh but it definitely is not i think it's too much for what we're doing so when i finally like had the money and bought a, a vocal processor like a proper one it was kind of a game changer and I fell in love with it as much pain as that processor actually is to get working in a live setting. Fair, fair enough, man. Um, I, I, it's, it's interesting to me how, um, I want to say high tech. It's not really high tech, but just how there's like a lot of different options nowadays. I want to, I'm going to turn on, we, we don't, we have the video off for the, uh, just for the, so the listeners don't know what I'm talking about. The video is off on our zoom call right now. Uh, so the feed is smoother, but I'm going to turn on my video quickly. I want to show you guys, this is the original, uh, PS3 boss <laughs> digital pitch shifter delay pedal. This is actually Adam Rotella's. He used this to do a lot of the, the, the early anal birth stuff and a lot of the nineties noise and gore noise stuff that he, Jesus um, did with some friends. Yeah, it doesn't work. Oh, really? It worked up until a few years ago and it actually kind of like start, started emitting smoke at one point. And, uh, <laughs> I got, I want, I do want to bring it in and see if somebody could fix it. Cause this is from probably 96 or 97. And we were using, we use it on a lot of stuff and we're still using it up until a few years ago, man. So I just wanted to bring that for prostate for posterity. Um, uh, never gonna get rid of that though, man. Uh, awesome. 
Yeah, dude, and, and it's um, it's just funny because yeah, there are there are all these like kind of processors and pedals. I always like this one because it was a pedal, so you could kind of like uh, switch on and off if you wanted fairly easily, things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that has the same issue as like the the Behringer pedal, where it is just a guitar pedal, and you have to like get a specific mic, like XLR to quarter inch cable, or uh, an adapter to use that kind of thing, and it's always a pain because none of the uh none of the xlr to quarter inch are like the right balanced or unbalanced whatever it is i went through like three of them because i kept buying the wrong type of cable adapter i it was a mess (laughs) i couldn't figure out why my setup wasn't working for the longest time and it was like oh yeah this only takes like an unbalanced frequency uh, yeah, dude, stuff like that. I, I'm very bad with stuff like that. Back in the day, we used to just buy the cheap Radio Shack uh, microphones that only came with a quarter inch jack. Like XLR was like some pro shit. We didn't know what that was about. Um, but uh, but uh, enough about that. Um, uh, another thing I want to ask you though about is in gore grinds. Um, another very common trait of bands is to tune the guitars down. I want to talk to you guys about guitar tuning. And guitar uh, tone distortion. What what would you kind of use for that? Um. So when we started, I I played in drop D a lot. I think that was just like kind of the standard of like, okay, you can play a lot of like more popular songs, but you can make that sound decently heavy if you have the right uh, setup for it. Um, and I remember thinking like, man, Lamb of God back in the day they were playing songs and writing in drop d so i can do that too and then as we kind of progressed i was like all right well maybe i'll i'll shift it down like to drop c and that was a very brief period and then i was like okay drop b is what everything is in right now that's the standard it's super heavy and then uh i bought some thicker strings and just decided to be like you know what? Drop A, that's the tuning that we're going to run with, and I've been using it ever since. Uh, at the degradation of my fingers, because my strings now have to be, like, basically bass strings uh, to get that tuning and not have my strings flop around. Um, as far as, like, effects, I really, like, my pedal board is super simple. It's a a tuner just a standard tuner and a dod death metal and that's pretty much it for like actual guitar effects i have one other pedal that's really important on there um that's the uh it's like a foot switch uh so i can split uh my signal into a guitar and a bass amp for live settings um but otherwise that it, it's not doing anything other than sending signal to two different amps. Um, so all of like my distortion is just a DOD death metal at this point and nothing else. All right, man. Um, yeah, def- people should definitely check the, check the sound out. Uh, that's why I wanted to get into the, the pulls and, and um, uh, the, the drop down guitars and all that. And, um, just so the listeners know, you have a, a well-curated band camp page. You've done splits with a number of bands. Pharmacist, um, I would say uh, probably most notably uh, Serotonin Leakage, Bloated Cadaver. Um, you have a, a, a 
your unwarranted cranial separation using a collection of serrated objects EP uh, from back in 2019. But your most recent release, if I got this right, was the Situations and Other Atrocities EP from last year. Is that correct? Yeah, so that's that's more of just a compilation of tracks that we'd already recorded that I wanted to put out onto um, like streaming softwares. But I, a lot of those songs, there's there's an interesting thing when you're uploading to um, like Spotify and Apple Music that they won't accept your entire release if the average runtime of the songs is under a minute, and a bunch of those songs are like. <laughs> 45 seconds so i had to like find like all right i have a couple of two minute songs here that i can add on to this release or like here's some of our our best of kind of stuff from like you know what we have and just trying to maneuver around the guidelines that they set for us so that i could post some of our music so that like it wasn't like behind a paywall band camp which i know is a pain for some people and i i don't care enough to be like oh we gotta make money off of this i just want to be like put in a position where people can listen to it however they feel comfortable listening i have my own problems with like spotify and apple music in terms of how they pay artists and whatnot but I'm not posting our music to make a profit. I think if I was, um, we probably wouldn't be playing Gore Grind. <laughs> Just, you know, as a matter of fact there. Hey, I, I hear you, man. I always say Spotify is great for people who love music and hate musicians. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's and I'm I'm guilty of it too, but it's it's just like it's so convenient to listen through a streaming software. I make an effort that like, if there's a band I really like that I'll buy a physical copy, even if I don't think it's something that like, I'm going to listen to super frequently, but like when we play with bands that have tapes or CDs, um, I'll try to at the very least, like do a trade and like swap music with them or I'll buy their CD just cause I, I want to at least have like, a physical version of something that I can remember like yeah I played this show with them and like helped them through this show and like shared gear and like made this work or oh yeah I, I paid x amount of dollars uh to send my my friends back on the road to get to the next uh spot on their tour yeah um yeah dude we have to be traveling t-shirt and uh merchandise companies nowadays <laughs> uh, I love you know, there's some great venues out there so I'm not gonna shit on all the venues collectively man but we all know there's good ones and bad ones um so shout to the good ones uh yeah man it's it's a funny game nowadays man with the it's it's you know it's like a necessary necessary evil the streaming platforms and the social medias um there are some people that keep it true and and only do the underground snail mail shit nowadays or you know yeah, they, yeah for sure media and a shout out to them man to each his own um you know me personally i'm very interested in touring and spreading our, our music out in my my bands personally to as many people as possible so it's like you got to play this game it's a dirty fucking game but um <laughs> you gotta do it so uh that being said i wanted to quickly also acknowledge um a few uh, there's two other projects i'm aware of that people can check out um, one is there's two EPs by correct, correct, correct my pronunciation, uh, Thor, Thor Academy. 
Yeah, thoracotomy, which is like uh, it's like an open chest surgery. Yeah, sounds painful, man. What, I'm sorry, which one of you guys is responsible? Is that a one man project? Uh, yeah, that's that's just uh, me. Um, so I, I, that's like I, I come up with riffs that I don't think are really great for charcuterie. Like they're either too technical or like I think when I first started, I was listening to a lot of Frenolith and like Undergang um, and decided that like I want to make stuff that sounds like this and it doesn't make sense to like drag justin along I, for that i refused no yeah. I'm, just kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding but it was like it was like yeah definitely that's definitely a jordan solo solo yeah. john uh well fair enough man i think it's worth a shot for the listeners just to check it out because it's um it makes sick. sense what you said it's death metal death metal riffing but there's like a very lo-fi uh gore grind gore noise adjacent vibe so I, I don't think I changed my my guitar tone between that and charcuterie, really. I think it's the same pedal layout, maybe with reverb, and that's, like, the big difference. Yeah, um, it's... it's uh, I, There's something to be said for um, uh, lo-fi kind of drum machine, you know, gore grind adjacent, uh, uh, you know, death metal, too, man. There's, you know, it's a metal of death vibe. Um, so I wanted people to, to check that out. And also another one, muscle worship guys. I, this, I, I really enjoyed that. The cover is hilarious. <laughs> nice. Um, uh, yeah, that, that's actually, a, at least the first release. Almost a hundred percent Jordan. The first one was a combination of us, but I think I did some vocals, but you did all the instrumentation. And I think I might've helped with the drum program. I think, I think you sent me like drum programming for that. And then the second release was just- Second release was all you. Was just me um, messing around in like uh, my dining room and uh, the place I used to live at. I just had like a couple hours here and there and I would just sit down and like, I, I had my layout for like recording, just sitting on the dining room table. And it was right as I came in the door. So I'd be like, oh, I'm home from work. I'll just like record some nonsense and see what comes from it. Um, there is one other project that we definitely should talk about. And that is a Justin project. Please go on. Oh yeah. So uh, I got a new band, real fresh. Um, <laughs> I think we have been uh, been playing together for about three months now, or I wanna say three months or so, uh, called Aroma. Um, we released uh, we released an EP called Adenocarcinoma um, that was, we, we have put it up on Bandcamp. I don't think it's gotten an official release yet, but it will be getting one soon. And um, that was recorded How by- How is that, like in terms of runtime? Runtime? I think it might be six and a half or seven minutes. It's really short. Or no, it might it might be eleven. I think it's eleven minutes or something. Like I that. might have tapes that I could uh, press that for you. Cool. Just as we have, we have some physical, like, but yeah, like, feel free. We have some physicals and stuff, like, but just stuff that Ian has uh, has also like dubbed at home or whatever, mm -hmm. and um, they've turned out really cool. Uh, but yeah, so now it's getting um, released officially. Um, but I don't want to. I don't know if I should say I'm not I don't, I don't know what the status of that is yet but um somebody I'll, I'll say that somebody who has released some charcuterie stuff is uh, slated to release Aroma's first EP 
and uh yeah so i'm i'm stoked on that project um we're playing our first show this coming saturday um and it's been a lot of fun it's a little bit more like brutal death than charcuterie is uh but still leans very heavily toward core grind um a lot more a lot more like fast double bass than charcuterie has but a little bit less like pure blast beats so you know kind of reminds me it's a more of like definitely. early kark it's like very yeah. early kark yeah yeah um, but yeah so that's that's what i have going on and then there's another i have another project as well that uh we haven't released anything yet but you know keep keep an ear out for uh rejected implant that's going to be me and uh my buddy deacon runs a venue in philly um also gore grind so we've we've written i want to say four four or five tracks now and uh yeah we're trying to get that stuff recorded uh, yeah <laughs> okay i'm sorry what was the name of that that second project you just talked second, about? uh rejected implant rejected implant yeah roma i love all of the band names thank you yeah rejected implant that is uh disturbing <laughs> as a band name yeah um uh and aroma has like the same kind of uh uh simple simple brilliance as um uh charcuterie uh thank you very much I, for it, it's great man um so i want people to be on the lookout for those bands and obviously i'm going to give you guys the opportunity to plug and promote anything else that i failed to mention but at this point i'm going to shift gears and we always ask our guests to please recommend one older and one newer release by any artist at all, any genre of music, album, demo, whatever. Uh, there's no strict rules. I just want to hear each of you guys recommend something for me and the listeners from back in the day and from a little bit more recent. Oh, you're going to have right. to give me a second yeah, to look give me, through my, the right, my, my phone. My release from back in the day is going to be Nuclear Death's first album, uh, Bride of Insect. Yeah, I've been listening to that a lot, and it's phenomenal and i think it doesn't get the recognition that it deserves um and then for recent stuff let me see recent stuff uh gangrenous flesh consumption their their, their debut oh, that's a their debut came out and that's like they're just, awesome just disgusting slam and it's really sick we played with them at uh, yeah, the building yeah they, they, they fucking are just rolled. incredible uh so if they come to your town definitely catch them uh let's see i'm torn on like older stuff i kind of want to just say like uh i've been listening to a lot of like the beastie boys punk era which is like i don't know it's it's kind of a sleeper pick i feel like it's just fun hardcore they, they dropped like an ep in like the mid 90s of just like 11 songs that the whole runtime is like 10 minutes um and it's just or eight songs i don't know it's uh it's just straight like old 80s 90s style hardcore and it's really fun um i think for newer stuff it's uh it's not really that new anymore, but I, I've just rediscovered the newer Frenolith album Chimera. And um wow, those dudes, 
those those Danish dudes go crazy. Yeah, I really enjoy Frenolith. Um, very dark band, good band. Um, and I, I that Beastie Boys, I did not realize that. That's very interesting to me. I've always, I was never a diehard Beastie Boys fan. I like a lot of the hits. I've explored some of the albums. Um, but I've always, I, I think maybe just from from the generation I grew up in and grow, growing up uh, uh, on Long Island, kind of a you know close to New York City, that culture was very prevalent. I've always been very interested in the Beastie Boys and had a lot of respect for them. So I got to go back and listen to that. That's that's cool, man. Yeah, if, you, if you've ever heard, I, I know it's on one of their more popular albums. I, I don't remember exactly which one, but the song Heart Attack Man, if you've ever heard that one, it's pretty much, uh, they have an album, it's called Aglio e Olio, which is, uh, I think, garlic and oil or something, which is hysterical. <laughs> um, but that uh, that release is just like, eight songs that sound a lot like heart attack man just back to back to back just real fast fun hardcore punk awesome man that's cool man um all right so uh as and as we um, i just i'm sorry one more thing popped into my head and it was it was about the gore grind thing again kind of related to what we were talking about before yeah but i just wanted to close this out was while i'm asking you guys about recommending music um, because there's so much gore grind and gore noise nowadays. I mean, even in the '90s, yeah. explosive. There were tape labels. Now it's like infinite, and people are people always mention bands. I don't know. Somehow, Adam Rotella still knows everything. Like he's still got. The- <laughs> yeah, he is like an encyclopedic knowledge. I, sure. He, dude, he he left me <laughs> in the dust years ago with this gore grind, gore noise shit. But I guess I would just say for listeners who maybe are listening to this podcast, they know metal, they know maybe they're into black metal or death metal more. They don't know gore grind. I could give my perspective or my list all day from your guys' perspective, just maybe list like a, a hot three gore grind albums uh, or, or, or releases that you think somebody just getting into gore grind should check. Like out. All, all time, all time. Are we talking or well, like, like recent? Like, well, I would just say like, 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 yeah, like, like just three, it doesn't have to be all time. Doesn't have to be OG. Just, just like if, if, if you know someone who's into metal, into death metal, and they're like, well, this gore grind stuff, what about it, man? What would like, what would you, what would you tell them to listen to from your perspective? Okay. Okay. So if I, if I were trying to, if I were trying to show somebody what I consider to be like the peaks in the genre, it would be like Sadakismo, uh, a cock and ball torture, uh, probably like future faction in progress or in advanced hemorrhaging conditions oh, by uh by last days of course um and then i'll get back to you on on number three <laughs> uh there, there's one that I'll, maybe like I'll, horror of the zombies by Taiga. I, I was gonna say ultimo mondo is yeah. like Horror of the Zombies is great. A little more death metal. That's a little more death metal. I think Ultima Mondo is really just like that is the entry point of like fun, really catchy gore grind with oh, car- Carnivorous Erection for yeah. me. That's yeah, that's, that's my number three. <laughs> or like Chapter of Accidents. I mean, there's so many. Stuff. <laughs> it's tough. Ultima Mondo is definitely the uh like I think the pinnacle of like that early 90s like this is what gore grind is going to be and it's fun catchy fast long samples dumb lyrics um and on on the basis of like 
fun, catchy, dumb lyrics. I also got to throw in uh, Surgical Disembowelment. That's just uh, by Dead Infection. Yeah. Yeah, that, that album is just uh, incredible. And their lyricism, if you ever read through their lyric books, they have a song called The Alpine, <laughs> Alpinist. And it's just like, the Some most broken yeah it's it's the most broken english like <laughs> we translated this for an english audience and that's what we're going to talk about kind of thing yeah. and it's uh just phenomenal um and then i think for number three i'm gonna go with uh gore blast by satan's revenge on mankind nice that's a good choice okay man okay uh, uh fair enough dude uh, yeah and i've I forgot if I had this conversation on the podcast or privately, but there was somebody recently a few months ago, I was telling them to go check out the lyrics to chapter of accidents because there's <laughs> hilarious, sarcastic, dark humor lyrics you could ever imagine. Oh, um, and it's Valpinus by dead infection is just so funny. It's like just a guy who's like, has the weakest grasp on the English language tell you this, <laughs> this mundane story about and two alpinists who go up a hill and then fall down and I think die. His command of English is very strong. Oh, I, I don't doubt that it is, but it's <laughs> the way it's written is like I think uh, he he's not speaking English uh, in private most of the time. <laughs> Well, I mean, the way the vocals are pronounced, you also have to wonder if they're sung in Polish and they just printed the lyrics in English. So we have a distinct possibility. I mean, you can listen to chapter. I've been listening to chapter of accents for 20 years. I still don't yeah. understand one word. All yeah. right. I mean, come on. But um, but that's that's debatable. Uh, but yeah, and and um surgical disembowelment very overshadowed by a chapter of accidents, I think. Um, obviously, it doesn't hit the genre peaks that a chapter of accidents does, but Surgical Disembowelment is a brilliant album in its own right and has its own totally. atmosphere. And one of the most, you know, we talk about real gore album art before. The cover art of Surgical Disembowelment is one of the most striking and memorable yeah. and cool album covers, I think, in gore grind history. I, yeah, and I totally agree. It's quite the opposite. It's a sparkling, clean operating room. You know, it's it's pretty interesting. Definitely. Uh, yeah, it's the implication. You know, what's going to happen in five minutes? <laughs> right, right. And recently, like we have, uh, we have kind of uh, begun to appreciate that aspect of like gore grind imagery um, more. I, Jordan and I, I think both have, um, and we try to like. Recently, our our approach to album art has. Uh, been trying to give less away i guess and be a little less straightforward gore because we've done the gore gore collages and we've done the fucking mutilated heads and 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 you know you know uh, slit throat imagery and that kind of thing so recently we've gone you know we had a little cartoon phase where we liked cartoon imagery a lot and i still do um but i, I you know our sensibilities regarding like album art recently and and lyrical content has like leaned toward um what's the word i mean a little bit more being a little more esoteric and you got to kind of like and a little bit more tongue at in it. cheek yeah. about like yeah. how we're gonna approach like i think drawing back to it a song about two alpinists falling down a hill is like way more intriguing than just like i ripped your guts out <laughs> and like throw them at you and it's like no what if it's just like 
we take a really mundane situation and make that somehow more terrifying than just like yeah the normal of like you're going to be decapitated and like <laughs> Um, but we still write that kind of shit we, we, still do, we still do but i think it's it's more fun to just have like what if we do a, a kind of like funnier song or like a, a more serious song we, we have uh, a song we've been working on called digital necrosis which is more focused, it's pretty high concept for us more yeah. focused on like kind of like crust both, lyricism both musically and lyrically we're, we're getting more high concept with um, the shit that we're doing but not not in a way that I feel is like masturbatory um, yeah it's, in, a, in a bad way I, I mean, think we write, might write about masturbation and shit still <laughs> I think it's more of just like us revising the songs that we've been writing <laughs> yeah. instead of like yeah. we wrote this and recorded it and now we're just gonna practice it until we have it down it's like okay we wrote this and we recorded a demo how do we turn this into a more uh cohesive thought both musically and then lyrically on top of that yeah i trust me i i I know what you're getting at um and as you're in a band for a while uh you know things what you want to express changes how you want to express a change i get it i've been there man and i'm looking forward to seeing what you guys speaking of that's a great segue as we as we wrap things up what can people expect next from you guys maybe if you want to take a minute and plug any upcoming shows um and speak to if there's any recordings coming out soon sure um so i know roma's first show is coming up september 2nd i don't know when this releases um but that's in like two days yeah we're playing at zembo i don't know when this will come out this we're looking to get this out september the first so if people tomorrow (laughs) so tomorrow come tomorrow to uh, zembo and uh you can see aroma and um yeah, and as far as charcuterie goes, we do have some stuff lined up. We have two tracks sitting on the back burner right now that uh, we've been trying to release for a little while as a split with two other bands. And I don't know where I don't know what the status is of that. We might just drop those fucking tracks. Um, it's actually talking to Deacon about soon. maybe doing leaf cut of of those like just the, seven inches. Yeah, or like, are we trying to? do the split or i don't know because we'll <laughs> he was it was He's he was gonna be one of third of it yeah. yeah i don't know anyway um so that's my maybe gonna happen we'll see what happens <laughs> but we uh we kind of like like jordan said we revised one of our old tracks um since we changed how we were playing it live so we went back and re-recorded an old track and i think that it sounds like way way sicker than it ever did and uh, and then we got a new one that we've only really been playing live um hasn't been released yet we got a couple of we have like a Google Drive full of like yeah unreleased material because we haven't songs we haven't released, released any um, we haven't released anything in, in in about like two years I want to say um, our last release officially was that pharmacist split that you mentioned earlier and um, since then we've just kind of been like accumulating and playing like playing a lot of gigs and like accumulating music but we haven't released anything because I think that our standards uh both like both me and jordan i think our standards like after that release like kind of skyrocketed because we want i I don't know we just want to sound um a little bit a little bit more polished on record so we've been uh collaborating with ryan kleeman from uh he plays in tartar sword and he recorded us for those two tracks that i mentioned 
and he probably will be doing our a lot of our recording for the foreseeable future because we're fucking like at, we're super stoked on how those turned out but they they yeah i i can't speak for jordan but they sound exactly how i want charcuterie to sound so we're really stoked on that and uh, we got a split coming up this is kind of like on the dl but i i don't know should i say anything he never said not to say anything i we're working on a i've told a couple people at this point we're working on a split with uh with patisserie as we've mentioned before they're kind of uh in part uh responsible for our name so yeah uh when they reached out to us and we're like yeah so Har harlan mm -hmm. from patisserie reached out to us and asked us yeah. for a split and i've never said yes to anything so quickly in my fucking life so um we're we're really we're really stoked on so, that yeah we we have like I said, we have a Google Drive full of tracks that are just set aside that just need to be recorded. So on top of uh, those two splits, we also have stuff that we're looking to maybe do a, a, full, a full length, length. or at the very least a, a longer EP coming up soon. And yeah. um, it's just a matter of us recording and polishing everything off and having it done and sending it out into the world. We've been playing some of those songs live uh quite a bit so if you want to yeah <laughs> uh, if you want to listen to those come catch us our next show is september 16th uh no the 12th we're playing 12th. oh yeah the 12th at, kung fu, the 12th at kung fu necktie which is on tuesday and that's with that's going to be with aroma my, my other band aroma uh band bone weapon philly local and uh diuretic is also a philly local band so that's going to be on a tuesday kung fu necktie so if you're looking for something to do on a tuesday night and then the follow-up would be september 16th september which 16th, you should yeah. definitely come to if you listen to this in time uh which is no cowards fest that's got uh like jonah from human pancake is doing like three or four different sets <laughs> that are all like 10 year anniversary sets so he's doing like serotonin leakage yes yeah, human pancake and submersed in infected medical waste um and then rot bus and orthopedic cranial encapement and moisturizer moisturizer oh jesus I'm pretty sure yeah too stacked um and then and pubicide i think it's also on that. and bile pile too jesus i think Christ. is also doing it it's just a, a a huge lineup and it's at the building in copley and you should come in where is that uh the building in copley pa yeah the building is the name of the place. it's uh I know the dudes from Cubicide helped run that place. I think it's kind of like their rehearsal is, yeah. and recording space. It is, as far uh, as I But can it's tell. basically just like a giant, like, shed. It, it, I think it used to be a shop. Like a, like a, like a wood shop. Like a mechanics. Yeah. Like a, yeah, or something like that. But, yeah. I, lo I love stuff like that, man, when people have shows at different places. Um, Excellent, man. So, uh, Justin and Jordan of Charcuterie. Uh, from Philadelphia, and I also encourage people to check out Muscle Worship, um, Thoracotomy, uh, if I said it right, Aroma, uh, and Rejected Implants. Yeah. Okay, I got them all, man. Um, and, and follow Charcuterie on social media for upcoming releases and these shows that these guys just talked about, if you missed it, and all that sort of thing. Guys, thank you so much for your time. Any parting words for listeners of your music and listeners of our show? Uh, be on the lookout for new stuff. We're we're definitely working on it. We're definitely yeah, getting well, I it. Know, I know you're you want new charcuterie really, really bad, and so do I. And we will deliver it to you. Soon. It's my fault, okay. and I'm sorry. That that's my parting <laughs> word. I'm sorry. No, I'm just kidding. Like I can't like the support we've gotten has been um 
amazing and and i've made you know i've made so many so many fucking friends um since uh charcuterie was conceived um and it it's just been like so much fun and i, I you know so just thanks thanks thank you for inviting us on and uh yeah this has been great yeah thank you for having us uh really appreciate it and like i said i'm sorry it's my fault we haven't dropped new music but <laughs> it's, it's, but it's common it's both of us <laughs> we, we forgive you on behalf of the scene <laughs> uh, guys thank you so much man have a great thank night you. We'll thank time. you man We're back. I hope you enjoyed the interview. Charcuterie. Nice. Very nice. All right. Um, as promised before, I have a recommendo for you, so we'll get right to it. No more wasting your time. The band in question is Omnivortex from Helsinki, Finland. I came across this single that they've put out in anticipation for their new album, Circulate, coming out September 29th. 2023 this caught my ear just because of firstly the production is good i like how it sounds modern but not overblown uh i talk about that a lot i don't know um but the writing on top of that is pretty interesting because it doesn't feel that tech um it has these kind of nice memorable hum hummable uh kind of uh melodies on top they're very dissonant a lot of dissonance so it's really it's they're labeled a tech band. They call themselves a tech band, but I really, I, I don't feel like I would throw them in a category with like Infury or Necrophagist or anything like that. It, it is more atmospheric with this bite of tech. And to be fair, I would say this is the cursory glance I'm getting from these first two singles. Uh, I did check out their other album they had released previously in what year is that? That was uh, 2020 diagrams of consciousness and that definitely has a bit more of a straightforward tech thing so i feel like they're kind of leaning into the uh almost like dissonant storyteller mode here i don't know what the rest of the album's gonna sound like but i'm guessing it sounds like these singles they put out and that's good i like it check out circulate by omni vortex when it comes out september 29th 2023 and hit up that Bandcamp page if you want to hear the singles hear what i'm talking about here's a little sample right now that like one note kind of persisting through these certain parts that's that storyteller dissonance that i i have been enjoying from the singles um so yeah check that out omni vortex uh let's see how does he close out the show all right well usually he reads some dates of shows that he's going to uh listen i don't have that i don't have a sheet we don't do, have a printout or anything so what i'll say is uh stick around 
for next week. Will will probably tell you some cool shit that he's doing. I don't have anything going on. And I like it that way. It's been good. Um, if you're in Savannah, Georgia, hit me up. I don't know. Not a lot of venues down here. I do miss being around the corner from St. Vitus, uh, you know, down the 495 from St. Vitus. But uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. I know Live Nation just opened a place down on the waterfront here and the Melvins are going to, the Melvins and Melvins are going to be playing there. So I'll probably go see that. But uh, yeah, I'm kind of shit for shows. I hope wherever you are, that's not the case. And uh, if I do see that Melvin show, I hope it's not the only one. Water.